You know who I am? You want to clean the blood off my drum set? Why do you suppose I just hurled a chair at your head, Neiman? Because I want to be great. Welcome to Cocktail Cinema, folks. I am your first favorite bartender, your third favorite author, Josh Price. And as always, I am joined by the crew, Greg and Shasti over there. Well, hello, ladies and gents. Thank you for joining us today as we review Whiplash. Now, as always, before we get down to the movie, let's have a drink. Mm. So today, we're actually having a Whiplash. This is a variation on a drink called the Perfect Manhattan. So you've got yourself an ounce and a half of bourbon or brandy, half an ounce of sweet vermouth, half an ounce of dry vermouth, quarter ounce of triple sec, and a lemon twist. We'll put this over a little bit of ice. You don't want to drown it too much, but a couple cubes will do you. Cheers, boys. All right. Very mm. strong, but not overpowering. That's good. Nice. Nice. So um, the word perfect, mm-hmm. uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, means dry and sweet vermouth. Correct. You Correct. Gotta be cool with the bar. Like, yeah. Confuse a bartender. There's no reason being a bartender. Or a perfect. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the the difference between a perfect Manhattan and uh, the whiplash here is the triple sec. Otherwise, everything is, is pretty much identical. That said, have yourself a sip as we get into the good oh. stuff. Mm. Uh, so Whiplash mm. came out in 2014. It was directed by Damien Chazelle. Chazelle. It had a budget of $3.3 million, and it did a box office of $49 million. Ooh, yeah. It definitely made its money back. Smoking Joe. <laughs> Three mil to start a movie. Yeah. So for 2014, this is a, this is a pretty meager budget and meager. a meager box office. However, proportionally, mm-hmm. it definitely made its money back. Amen. It did a good job. Um, it's it's got a stacked cast. Grego? It's stacked by twos. <laughs> so we got J.K. Simmons as uh, Terrence Fletcher um, and Miles Teller as Andrew Neiman. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the cast. Um, there's some there's some fill-ins here and there, you know, drumming fill-ins, no puns. Um, Paul Reiser as uh, Jim Neiman, his dad. His love interest, Melissa Benoist, is Nicole. Nate Long as Carl Tanner. Austin Stoll as Ryan. Chris Mulkey as Uncle Frank. They're barely in the movie. This is this is the it's a two-man yeah, two show. Yeah, it's a two-man yeah. show. Yeah, it's, it's a, so but for those two men to be, you know, those big names, especially J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, it's time for our speed summary. Mm. So Whiplash. In an alternate dimension where J. Jonah Jameson decided to be a drum teacher instead of own a newspaper, <laughs> he's teaching drums. At a an elite music school in, I believe, New York City. And Miles Teller is an up-and-coming drum prodigy who gets the ever-loving Shiza beaten out of him mentally and physically by J.K. Simmons until he becomes great. And we all share a half-smile at the end. <sighs> Overall, that's what happens. There's pretty a lot much, more that we're going to get into Pretty here, much, pretty but, much. Now, yeah, let's talk about this two-man show. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg, <laughs> how many times have you seen this movie? Um, maybe four to five. Okay, right in the handful, a handful of times. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm in, an, in a similar neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen this movie three times now. Um, it's not something that I, I cycle in very often. Mm-hmm. Like this movie's at, at the time of recording this, it's seven years old, but it's definitely one that leaves an impression. It does, and it's it's painful. Like mm-hmm. you know you. That's why we, we've only watched it a handful of times because, in my opinion, it's a good movie. It's a good mm-hmm. film, um, but it, it brands you a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And in a, a lot of the movies that, that brand you like that, as you say, they tend to be almost torture porn, you know, where where they just there's just blood everywhere and they're just hard to watch. This is hard to watch because I think everybody's kind of been there in some way or some form. Way, yeah. Like, maybe not to this degree, but everybody's had that person of authority mm-hmm. who just drove you over the edge of madness. I mean, we can call it spade a spade. The guy was a dick. Well, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's, and it's so real. Like Damien, I told you earlier, like Damien was a drummer. He's mm-hmm. aspiring drummer. He went to school for it. The director. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. And this was about one of his, one of his professors. Mm-hmm. 
and it's really cool. It's probably to the complete extreme, but the the emotion is so real because he was he was there. Like you yeah. said, everyone's already been there, including the guy who directed this. Yeah, who was in his early twenties at the time. That's why I went to like, motion picture instead of music. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that he, asshole sent it me. It shines into- through. Yeah, you know, like you can tell this is this is coming from a point of experience. Yeah. When they Close talk about heart. writing what you know, Jesus Christ, yeah. this guy was writing what he knew. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was in his early twenties. He submitted to the Sundance Film Festival, like just a short form version of it, cheap, mm-hmm. cheap made, way yeah. less than three mil. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> but he um, he won so many awards there, and he got it got it funded. A twenty minute yeah. version of this submitted. It was a short. I don't know if it was twenty Close minutes. To that. Oh, yeah, short yeah, yeah. Wow, it was yeah, it wasn't really an cool. hour and forty five minutes. Well, right. that's fucking uh, awesome. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I didn't. You, you feel you feel the heart felt the heartstrings are there. Mm-hmm. He's dumping his whole being into this film i didn't know it was like that well and that's that's, that's a great that's a great that's awesome. story because like that's kind of what film festivals were originally mm-hmm. for was bringing not you know the academy award-winning stuff yeah. but to bring these these independent artists to the forefront and yeah. give them a chance to put their art on display yeah. well it went from being an independent film to winning mm-hmm. three academy awards yeah it's, which it's, is it's, it's a cinderella insane. story as it far won as film three? goes not yeah. even nominated just mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's three. awesome yeah academy award for best supporting actor with jk, JK yeah. best sound mixing with bad wilkins craig man yeah, thomas curley and best uh film editing time mm-hmm. Awesome. It does have some tight editing. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this is not, and uh, it's worth saying too that okay, you got the budget, you right, you got you got maybe two main actors, mm-hmm. but it's, the the whole movie was filmed in ten weeks as well. Yeah. So to put yeah. it in perspective, uh, Damien worked on, uh, in one way or another. Um, Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he okay. said with, they, with Miles Teller. Yeah, and he said yeah. they would do you know ten ten setups a day. 12 maybe mm-hmm. you know full setups and shoot it's probably more extensive than just you know mm-hmm. yeah. in, in an auditorium or whatever but um yeah they would do upwards of 120 a day so you those imagine. are kubrick levels of, of exactly yeah, that's over, what i thought too yeah, like yeah. like the movie is just like it's one masochist versus another yeah, one yeah. sociopath versus yeah. another but it's like the director just like put it, everyone through that too it's 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 real it's yeah. real because of that yeah yeah absolutely and like this is probably a bit of a hot take, but I'd rather hang out with J.K. Simmons than Miles Teller. Not just in real life. I'm sure Miles Teller, you sound like a great I think guy. they'd be awesome together. However. Together, however, they'd be great. I, you I had to have a beer with one or the other. Of them. I mean, like, it'd be like, you know, like, what's that robot boxing challenge? You know, every, every time oh, they open rock their and mouth. Oh, robots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bing, I'm going to hit you in the face. Bing, I'm going to hit you in the face. Oh, my God. So but I think, I think on a social level, the professor develops a little bit more granted he's got he's got almost this apocalypse now uh reign over his class i gotta disagree with you a little bit there i think he's just uh i think he's just there to be that asshole like he knows he's so manipulative Mm -hmm. through the entire movie he knows the moves that are being made by him himself the school and by Mm -hmm. uh uh, um, i'm sorry miles teller um andrew he knows those Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it, it, it He's he's when Neiman walks into the club where he's playing um, mm-hmm. some keys and he kind of he's walking out as he, their eyes lock and he comes right up to him because he knows what the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. He just got fired from his job and at the end of the movie he says, "I knew it was you, fuckhead." Yeah, and he goes on to play. You know, yeah, we we know the end. Yeah. We'll get there. But I mean, I, I think he's very manip- he is manipulative he and is. with his straightforward. With his students, that's what but I'm saying. But you know, he'd, he'd throw down with his boys. Uh, yeah, it'd be a fun dude to <laughs> like, party like with. Like, like Andrew. He does look a little bulked like up in this movie. He's, he's kind of got that old man swole thing going on. He did, well, he was he was also like trying to get in shape immediately after this for Justice League. Okay. So like he's fucking jacked for for that. But the character, J.K. Simmons' character, is more socially approachable outside of the classroom, whereas Andrew Neiman is just. A disaster left and right. Yeah. Like he breaks up with his girlfriend because he loves the drums so much. And granted, he's got no there, support. There are there are times for that. He's got no you know, support. Like everybody's downplaying his yeah his shit at the dinner table early on in the movie. Like, oh, you're a drummer. And he's like, yeah. He's like proud of himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I made core drummer. You know, for mm-hmm. this world renowned best in the country. Yeah, well, he's, he's got his ensemble. dad. You know, that but that was but, it. And then he, like the cousins walk in from Uncle mm-hmm. fucking asshole, Uncle Frank. <laughs> And he's like, oh, oh asshole. and and he, they're all like, oh, I scored a touchdown last week, blah blah. He's like, yeah, D three, bitch. Like, you yeah, know, he's yeah. Those fucking fuckers down real quick, you know. I don't know. The, the, it's it's tenant like he like Shotzi was saying. It's 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 
tenacious on both sides. Mm-hmm. It's a big give and take. It's a huge uh, uh, tug and pull. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I, I guess I'm also coming at this from... I, I don't think it's any secret. I was a music student. Um, You're com- and a com- composition, right? Compos- yeah, music okay. composition. Uh, I, I wanted to to write music for, for movies. Um, I, I thought I was going to be the next Howard Shore. Um, Oingo Bongo? Or I, I don't think I'm, I'm quite that, <laughs> quite that, uh, interesting. All right. I'm, I'm much more of a, uh, a traditionalist when it comes to my composing. But anyway, so like there was a kid I knew, uh, who was a lot like Neiman, not necessarily quite so, uh, aggressively driven, but he was, like this kid this kid was in high school when I first started taking college courses and he was he was the uh uh what do they what do they call it when a student prodigy when when a student teaches other students um TA uh, well basically <laughs> mentor or a tutor tutor thank you mm-hmm. he was he was the tutor for like the the senior level music classes and this kid was 17 oh wow still in high school yeah. and he 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 was he was very gifted um but like when i look at 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 neiman's character and how he interacts with people i see so much of ben it's like holy shit like this is really how someone who is this invested in their craft behaves because it it takes them so far out of society mentally speaking mm. that they don't really know how to function and they're almost alien which Good on Miles Teller for being able to pull that off, because normally he's the approachable, you know, dude bro, and in this movie he's he's very awkward and, like I said, almost like alien, like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very true to life in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's kind of a mirror story in my opinion too. Uh, I think J.K. Simmons is wrestling with those same same demons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, somewhere along the lines he got fucked too, and he just needed to be that asshole. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Um, he goes on to say, you know, I mean, you guys can probably help me out, out a little bit on this one as far as uh, there was a jazz artist getting a cymbal thrown in his head mm-hmm. because he missed a step or something like that. Um, yeah, Buddy Rich. Mm-hmm. Buddy Rich. You know, Joe Jones threw it at his head. That's how he became the, the, the bird because he docked or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I don't know why he decided he needed to be that asshole. Um, but I think something clicked in his life as well. But. I don't know if that's entirely true, too. That's what I, said. That's what <laughs> maybe, I got out, maybe of, out of this. Maybe not. No, no. I, that's something I'm, I'm going to research more, too. <laughs> it, it, it dusted off a memory where at least something like that happened that I, I kind that of... That was his main drive. Like, yeah. He, he alluded to that his, several his, times. His, that, that, that back and forth when they're at the club where he when he just got done playing his set as a keyboard player um, mm-hmm. and and Miles Teller walked in, um, that back and forth at the bar, I think, was... And my obviously that climax at the end is the climax, but that was like a huge thing, setting it up for it. And yeah, absolutely. He calls him out on so many levels, like your your dad left you, your mom's an asshole, mm-hmm. you, you know, blah blah. That this that and the other. It's it, it, he's just chopping people. Are you down. are you a one tier kind of guy? I didn't. Do I look like a double fucking rainbow to you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's like probably right when that shit came out too. Like. God, there's You're two right. rainbows. It yeah, it's it's only a couple of years outside <laughs> of it. I think that would have been like like three years before. So it's still mainstream. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. You want to hate him. You do. But, you but want, he's but not he, wrong. When he, when he gives his when he gives his uh, profession of why he do, is the asshole he is, mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. Well, like, and I mean, Miles yeah. is like, like, yeah, his family kind of underplays what he's doing, mm-hmm. but. I still feel like even he handled that the wrong way. Like after yeah. that scene, it's kind of like, dude, you're kind of a dick. You know what I mean? And then how he treats his girl, yeah, and breaks up with her. Yeah. She's like, wait, because I don't know focusing. what I'm doing, and you're gonna be one of the greatest drummers of all time. You're gonna break up with me. And she, right. and she and he goes, yeah. And she like, regurgitates the exact same thing what he said to her mm-hmm. to him, and now it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Now you she's got it. So, so I kind of think he sets part. himself up for that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Well, the fact that he responds to that, like, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. I if if we were to stay together, I would be an asshole mm-hmm. to you, and you don't know what you're doing with your life, and I'm going to be amazing. Like he doesn't know that's what he's doing the with his social life. disconnect I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. Because he's like, yeah, you understand, and she's over here like, no, I don't understand. Why are you being a prick? Mm-hmm. And this guy's been waiting for he says, uh, you know, months, years mm-hmm. to talk to this girl, and he yeah. finally gets that part. He talks to her, and she's melting in the palm of his hand, mm-hmm. and he's just like, 
drumming. <laughs> so I'm many, in love with my sticks. So many people do that, though. <laughs> they, 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 they pass on mm-hmm. opportunity after opportunity. I mean, it, it worked out so... Who knows if it worked out by the ending of this movie. Yeah. He well, got it, well, regardless, he got his moment, and the professor got his moment. Because mm-hmm. realistically, there are two drives in this film. The professor's washed up. He knows he's never going to be an amazing musician. He's just a guest star every now and then. Um, so his sole drive is to be the guy that throws the symbol that makes someone amazing. Yeah. And he already downplays anybody can go up there and wave their hands. Yeah. He downplays the, yeah. the conductor in many ways. He So he just wants to be the guy who makes the guy. Yeah. And Neiman, Neiman wants to be the guy. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's a moment in the last couple of minutes of the film where they both achieve their goals. Like both, it re, you don't notice it, but these are both a plots. Mm-hmm. And in yeah. any other movie, yeah. like you could two make two guys. movies about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> these are these are both both, both a plots. Beaten down to their mm-hmm. to their core. And they, regardless core. of what happens after this concert, they've both done what they set out to do. Yeah. Neiman has shown himself to be better than anyone expected him to be, and the professor has has turned up the heat on somebody mm-hmm. so far that they became. Pure gold, mm-hmm. and he says that. Who? What? Where would we be with musicianship today if mm-hmm. there was, if somebody said, "Good job," he mm-hmm. said, "There's no more harmful words in the English language as good job." Mm-hmm. He's it, it rips. He's like, yeah. no, it's not. You're, it's not a good job. You you did this wrong. You were out mm-hmm. of tempo. You were. You know what I mean? It goes yeah. across life in general. But he's a dick about it. He got his end result. Yeah, but he's. But. If you really think about it, he's not that way all the time. So. Only when he's buttering him up before he can knock him down. Well, I don't builds know that I don't know that he necessarily always builds somebody up to tear them down, because there's the way he treats the rest of the band is is relatively reasonable. Like, yeah, he goes off on that guy who doesn't know if he's out of tune or not. Why does he dig in on the drummers though? That's what I'm saying. I think this was just one guy's aspect. I, I think he did I think the same thing. It's because the director was a drummer. Exactly. That's, <laughs> but, that, that, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. But in the, like, in the, in the context of the, the world, he's. So think about the story he tells about that kid who hung himself. Yeah. He's like, I saw him in a practice room and I saw something nobody else did. Mm-hmm. So if you extrapolate on that. He also said he that saw, kid died in a car crash, not yeah. a suicide. Yeah. It's because um, he knew he was guilty. Yeah. Right. But at the, at the same time, you extrapolate on how he, how he perceived that moment. He was pulling a diamond from the rough. Mm-hmm. And then this kid went on to play for you know, a local orchestra mm-hmm. and be amazing and had recordings. So when he pulls Neiman out of a practice room and puts him on a drum stool, he assumes that role of being uh, the fire, you know, mm-hmm. of, of being um, the, the heat that, that burns away the, the impurities in, in, in the metal. And to add on to that, I think that's why the movie is called Whiplash instead of... Um, <laughs> Caravan, sharp turn. <laughs> I think that's why it's called because it, they're they're both their heads are spinning and they mm-hmm. they both made a jerk reaction. And there is a car crash in this. There movie. is a giant one, which yes. could be caravan too. Though, so I'm still, I'm still on the caravan. I'm team, I, I'm team yeah. caravan. All I'm the way. team caravan, but I can like whiplash comes off the tongue better. Mm-hmm. It does, and that's, that's that could caravan. Break caravan it. sounds like the movie it wanted to be. Like this, this is set up to be a more realistic version of a movie from the '60s. Or the late fifties, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's very, it's very slow moving. It's it's all about the character development. There's very no, few sets. I like I like how you say it's slow moving because it, it comes across slow moving sometimes. And mm-hmm. but even the slowest points of this movie are fast. You know when he when you see um, Neiman just practicing nonstop in his mm-hmm. little in his little hole there. Like he, yeah, we've talked about some kind he's of directors. Pocket. You know he's he's just in his, his fingers are ble- bleeding. Mm-hmm. Nobody's around nonstop and. You, you, you kind of think that that's the moment he's been striving for the entire time. He's making a solo up for Caravan mm-hmm. um, just to impress because it starts there. Um, that's an interesting aspect, too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you're talking about the drive. It keeps going back to that. Yeah. Like, I think four to five times it goes back to him he's and his whole dark fucking room, just, yeah. just cranking. Because at the end of cranking it, cranking those things. You know? It's like J.K. already gets his, his, his revenge. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And then. Yeah. I mean, Miles comes back on stage yeah. and just starts starts shredding. And like yeah. I said, uh, J.K.'s what's his what's he like you said he's already kind of like washed up at that time. He's mm-hmm. like past his prime. He's like set himself up 
to make to make our mm-hmm. main character look so bad. Yeah. So at that point, when he comes back on the stage and starts playing, he also set it up to make him look so good, though. Yeah, exactly. that's a, yes. that's that's yes. also a point here. Is is when they're having that conversation about that jazz, he musician. wouldn't have quit. Yeah, exactly. He, he wouldn't have been exactly. You know. Yeah. So that's why I say he's not totally wrong. It says this is one of those mm-hmm. moments where like you identify with the villain because they're kind of right. Like the way they're going about it is very clearly abusive Mm -hmm. and manipulative and dangerous, but it's kind of crazy to think on that. I'm sorry to cut you off like that, but you're thinking about music, you know? Mm -hmm. And so this, this shit happens on a sports level all the time Mm -hmm. where like a a Mm -hmm. coach is is able to fucking knock your head around or, you know, bang on your your brain and and tell you you're a worthless piece of shit or baseball parents that train their kids from the age of three or Bobby Knight with the, why do you suppose (laughs) I just hurled a chair at your head? Neiman (laughs) Bobby Knight's a winner. (laughs) Bobby was an asshole. (laughs) A long time. Good. That type of behavior just meant, like you were a great coach, yeah, or yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he's he's talking about. Musicians, running a tight as well. ship. All right, all right jazz, how many jazz how is many dying? Did you give this week, <laughs> coach? Yeah, right. Four, yeah. <laughs> a light week. That, that's what I'm getting at. Is like now that the pads are off, and we're talking like an art form. That mm-hmm. I wouldn't say sports aren't an art form, but this is an art form where you actually are bearing your soul, yeah. your yeah. mind, your heart, your everything. The kid's obviously he's blistered up from the mm-hmm. toes up to the froze up. You know what I mean? He's he's done for. You know he's mm-hmm. he keeps banging it up and get, get, getting back yeah. on the field. And to, he is a kid, like he's his first yeah. year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's, he's a still freshman. 19. He's, he's a freshman. 18 or yeah. 19. Playing so. with like fucking four Halfway years. Halfway through when I was becoming well, Maybe he's him. 21, but still, he's a child. <laughs> right. Child. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think this movie has a lot more to say than is first looked at. Um, I've, like I said, I've yeah. watched this a few times. Um, there's... They're they're good they're good together man those mm-hmm. that tag team that that versus versus yeah Teller Simmons thing is it's it's like a it's like a watching a round of boxing like, yeah you know it's and, they're, and it's, they're both counter punching they're both moving dodging doing what they can to mm-hmm. be on the best level they're both trying to put themselves in the best position yeah they play well off each other yeah. and like this is this is the first film I've seen with uh, with J K Simmons in this kind of role because normally he's you know he's the 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 chief on the closer, or he's the dad in, uh, Juno. in Juno, or he's you know even J Jonah Jameson is is a somewhat reasonable and understandable person. Yeah, he's a dick, but he's funny and he stands up for his people when he has to. This character will throw anybody under a bus, almost literally in the middle of this movie, because his <laughs> actions wrong. throw somebody under a truck. Yeah, you know, just to be better. Yeah. Just to be there for the guy that he hates the most. And and you almost have to admire the ability to switch up from being known as a lovable actor to being possibly one of the best fleshed out villains in the last yeah, 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I got to say his the trash he talked was was some it's really, it was really it's some, it was some rich. Intense. It was rich trash. It was it was smoking rich trash. It was good. He took he asked about him on a nice level outside yeah. the halls. Yeah, got in, got into his psyche, and then flipped the fucking shit on him. And <laughs> we talked about it, it being just about him. I I, I I gotta hope that he's crushing the fucking horn section just in the re, you know what I mean. I gotta hope that he's doing this. to these I don't guys. think he is because I mean, he's the, we're talking about a jazz band. So in 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 my experience, that's they. Lean on their drums. There's no keys in this, and he's a keyboard player. Well, it's a piano yeah. player, bro. But I mean, <laughs> there are no I said key- keys. There are no keyboards most, all right, most, all right, most, all right. most, like a little, little inside he's baseball. Got a Casio. Or <laughs> inside, I got a Casio. Composing, I guess. So, mm-hmm. so uh, conductors typically can play piano fairly well. Yeah. I was the oddball. I sucked at piano. Well, it's it, like if you're composing, but, you're you're. Mm-hmm. You're you're composing a group that's playing off a bass clef and mm-hmm. another group that's playing everything off, is based off, on off a treble piano, clef. Yeah. So it's like yeah, the, the piano is one of the instruments where you have mm-hmm. the treble clef and the bass clef and everything right. in between yeah. is yeah. combined for your your mm-hmm. your script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like that's not all that hard to get even the most basic of players to at least read the music and perform it as written. Now, obviously, with jazz, there's a lot more improvisation, yeah. but most of it in a jazz band like this, as far as academia goes, is on the drum side. Yeah. So it makes sense yeah. that he's emphasizing the drums because it's like, musicians, play it as written, and I won't throw that, shit at that's you. That's the realistic aspect of him having the three drum core and focusing mm-hmm. on that for the moment. Yeah. 
that that's that seven four timing for caravan. It's a double <laughs> yeah, time no, it's, at three hundred BPM. Give you know me I mean? yeah. perfect four hundred yeah. per, per four, but it's in Jesus. it's in sevens. Like it's, yeah, it's wild, man. Sure. And some of and some of this behind the scenes shit with Damien that I was watching, it's like he's counting it out mm-hmm. because Teller, Teller's character can't do it, <clears throat> Andrew. Well, I mean, he was—he's—he's he's been a drummer too. You know yeah. what I mean? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was more of a drummer than an actor. Yeah, that's how he got the role because he—he's got chops. Mm-hmm. But just still, like Damien, like counting out some of this stuff yeah. as if he still has remnants yeah. of, mm-hmm. you know, of, yeah. of, of his actual teacher. That impression his yeah. the professor made. You know, he's, on him. he's, yeah. sit, he's sitting half chub the whole time watching this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, for sure. Yeah. Like, Come myself, man, I'm... my life go- looked good on screen, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> Let me play this. I mean, you know, uh, Miles Teller—he's not a bad-looking guy. I want to see a picture of of of, <laughs> of the of the director. We'll pull one up of oh, the Chazelle. director. <laughs> well, like I said, this is early, he's got that early twenties. Yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, right there. Yeah, yeah. He looks. He, he looks like he a looks like I in recent like interviews Andy I saw. He looks like yeah, kind of. He looks like an older version of this dude. Mm-hmm. I couple, yeah. you know what I mean. He I looks, would hope so. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> he didn't go bald like JK or anything. Right. 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 <laughs> so what do you what do you guys think about that last fucking drum solo? I as far as like the whole caravan, I think that's, wanna, that's a combination hear of everything. What I really think just get it out of the way real quick. Yes. Fire away. So subtitles are kicking for the the whole movie, which I love. Right, you got everything rolling, and then it goes inaudible for like when he's in the zone. Yeah, like. Play the. I want to hear the best part of this drum so especially if yeah. the director was a drummer. No, That's, it was. It wasn't it the adds, best part. It, it adds, was. It was but I'm just saying. In. I'm just saying there should be no parts where it goes mute. You know what I mean? I know what that adds and it focuses yeah. in on his. Drip. As, a, as a as a watcher, as a on screen, it makes it. It sends you. It sends you to that. You asked me about the last drum solo. I know, I'm My fan. only thing <laughs> I have to say is I wish there was no inaudible section. I would yeah. agree with you. I think there's a middle ground. I think there's a middle ground where like you know that effect where there's just been an explosion and you can kind of hear what's going the on the phaser yeah, yeah. so without yeah. without the ringing to to signal because yeah. they're yeah, using yeah. that to signify he's going into the zone yeah. so if if really what you did is you drown everything out and it goes like you can't even hear you hear like a heartbeat yeah nothing yeah. else but the drums and the drums start to fade a little bit For and it's just the mindful metronome and his heartbeat is matching his movements yeah. and then it fades back in because mm. that's the moment where jk steps up and recognizes yeah. this kid's doing yeah. something amazing, and, it, and, right it's, now. and they and they draw that beat down from you know from sixty fourths to yeah you know huge just yeah, same, the same yeah. that, I, I'm not much of a musician. I've played a little bit here and there, whatever. I, for a drummer, for anyone to 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 play the same timing over and over like that over for yeah. a minute straight, and then 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 still have the the testicular yeah. fortitude to be able to draw down yeah and like come when well, you see his hand shaking and, and, still. you know and, and his whole body because he's, he's he's slowing it down because like uh what's the all word? right I like, I like it a little more and more You're it, running as, as far as as far as uh what dynamics go and mm-hmm. dynamics being volume of mm-hmm. your instrument being able to draw that back down, and now your homie's coming over, well, not yeah, unhomie, and then to build it back up from there, and he's coming down. Well, this is this is to why do something over and over again is like a droning thing is harder yeah. than you guys yeah, muscle think. memory. It's but to nuts. break in and out of it, like you're saying, mm. the camera work kind of mirrors that, mm-hmm. yeah. which I guess I guess I can appreciate because dude was saying, Miles was saying that you know throughout those 120 setups that they would do a day, mm-hmm. the cameras would be so he didn't know. That any portion of that was up close in his face, like catching yeah. sweat mm-hmm. coming off, he, See, like how the cameras were spinning. set up. Yeah. He, he he had no idea that that any that of it, any of it was set up. Yeah. Like yeah. So, I guess I guess well, I'm liking it more. You guys are talking. About I mean, this is this is why like exciting. like metal drummers yeah. will cite jazz yeah. drummers mm-hmm. as their heroes because jazz drumming, especially improvisational jazz drumming and metal drumming. You are running a marathon while swinging your arms yeah. around. Like and you're, you, you watch this final solo. Yeah, it's, he's got both feet going full speed. Mm-hmm. He's got both hands going full speed, and he's still got enough fuck you left in him mm-hmm. that when J.K. Simmons first walks up to the drum kit, he smacks the cymbal and right his face. hits him in the chin, yeah. and he doesn't miss. Literally yeah. doesn't miss. And, a then beat. When, and then when J.K. finally decides to be like be on board, he said, "I'll time you in. I'll, I'll count you, you in." in. You're like, yeah. oh my god, it was like the ultimate. That that's the ending to me <laughs> because he comes over. He comes over and says, "I'm gonna gorge out your fucking eyes." It's like the last, yeah, the last. Mm-hmm. Gorge your fucking eyes out. And he just says, <laughs> Pew, 
on your face, and he, goes, and he just oh. kind of he just kind of grins. He smacks it. And he just yeah. looks at him for a second. I mean, I'll, it, it goes through the whole gamut of his practice. Like we talked about practice, mm-hmm. practice, 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 practice more. Yeah, it's he. I man. was freshman. Quit playing. I was I was so impressed with with his with his positioning too, because like. I'm not a very good drummer. <laughs> but the traditional style. But yeah, with that part, with yeah. the with the the traditional the one hand kind of kind of skewed in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And it's that is so hard to master. And especially since like I've been I've been knocked in the head a couple of times. So this hand is always shaking. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't hold a drumstick like that. I had to go rock style. But to hold it jazz style, there's so much more once you master it, there's so much more manipulation oh, you yeah. have of the kit. No, it's not just your wrist as a finger on a mm-hmm. wrist. You know, yeah, it's a, and you have so much control yeah. of that yeah. stick that you can you can. I've seen guys play off their, their hi hats with yeah. it, and I think a lot of that. I was glad that so much camera work came through on that. They mm-hmm. li- they literally made a drummer. This is a musician's you know, movie. And, yeah, exactly. Like and, and up there with Mr. Holland's and it's, opus. It's, you know, through our time and in space continuum it's they call them the glory boys you know Mm -hmm. uh you know heavy guitar yeah you know big riffs and big solos and the unnoticed stuff is that backbone shit Mm -hmm. and they really let that play out and i really really respected this one for them the camera work just on the kit yeah Mm. it's nice it's honest all the way around and the music was so fucking good dude Mm -hmm. i mean even just like even if it was just shitty like our are half as shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, oh jazz God. standards are jazz standards, mm-hmm. and when he walks into the the audit, whatever, not the auditorium, I forget what his first uh, core jazz mm-hmm. group was, but that's when J.K. walks in and first tries to recruit, yeah. recruit yeah. him, and he walks up and like kicks the conductor out of the way, and yeah. just literally picks up the paper and skims through real quick. He goes, "That's cute." You know what I mean? Like jazz standards <laughs> yeah. are jazz standards, yeah. but what he's picking, picking it up in sixteen—it's caravan, it's whiplash, yeah. it's yeah. seven-four timing yeah. at three hundred BPM. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's in the day, it's next level. It's and it makes the whole movie honest. No, hundred percent. I mean, we're going from two thousand sixteen, two thousand fourteen, fourteen, fourteen. So as most of you don't know, probably everything's in four four nowadays. I mean, you can play if you can four, play four, three, four, yeah. yeah even, if you can play if you can play one song, you play a hundred. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It's the same shit over and over. That's why jazz is they're, they're, it is dying, but mm-hmm. it, they are uh, the be- well, and the the sharpening the ninths and talking to the yeah. band about like just even the tuning of a trombone. Yeah. It is it is not tuned the way you think yeah. it would be. It's yeah. it's such an annoying process to tune horns. Mm. Even even when he's like the drum alternative, mm-hmm. you know, he's like tune my snare to a B flat. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. and, he, and he's got his he's got his fucking uh, you know his pliers his his, his yeah his the whole lines, they his, did the whole tool roll yeah. keys, all that kind of stuff yeah. Yeah. and like they don't shy away from like just the the classroom feeling. They're mm-hmm. blowing their their uh, spit. Spit, spit, yeah, whatever it's called. Uh, that's yeah. that's like all draining your spit. Guard. Guard. That's spit all I remember spit spit from jazz yeah. ensemble <laughs> in high school. <laughs> just draining spit all over the floor. <laughs> so I mean, I I really like the play on how. I mean, obviously it was him. Yeah, well, and so, it, not just him either. The the background musicians, like you see, you see the guys on the horns and stuff practicing their embouchure. Mm-hmm. You know, like pursing their lips yep, just yep, right. Yep. It's like this is a very realistic music movie from a musical standpoint and composure. Except for when he kicks Umber Foot out for being out of tune, <laughs> like you just said, that's yeah, just change yeah. your embouchure or yeah. pulling out your side piece mm-hmm. like a centimeter or two. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. at any point, they could just be like. Like, <laughs> right, probably would have stopped giving him shit. No, he kept but... he, he kicked him out because he didn't know the difference. But, it, but, <laughs> yeah. but he knew he. Like, but he should have kicked the other guy out because because yeah. Erickson didn't, didn't know either. Yeah, true. Erickson was the one who was really out of tune. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So like, it, it, it's an annoying. Pro- that's why like um they have the the tuning moment where you'll it's it's usually one hit of the piano uh, piano key on on uh on middle C mm-hmm. and then you'll have your. In an, in an orchestra, it's your first violin. Everything violin. is tuned first to your first violin. First seat is usually violin, yeah. In a jazz band, it's a little bit different. It's tuned to, I think it's your first trumpet. Um, well, it's one of the horns, obviously. Mm. But yeah, they they tune to that and just it sucks. that yeah. that sound of them tuning yeah. to the first chair. It's like that THX. gave me goosebumps. Uh, I haven't heard it in it so long. Yeah, it's right there. God, everybody's just a tad off. Feel it in the cockles of my heart. Cackles. The cackles. It's just as a as a former musician, as a former composer, this movie really hits all the things I need it to hit. 
It really hits all the beats. It, it is very honest when it needs to be honest. And it's it, when it doesn't need to be honest, it's not like they make shit up. They just brush past things because it doesn't, it doesn't need to be common knowledge. And it maintains the pace of the film. It maintains the integrity of the story. And it doesn't bog anything down. So overall, I mean, this movie is stands up to its name. It is Whiplash. Yeah. I would say it moves slowly in like the 1950 Casablanca way. However, there is so much jazz overlaid on top of it that the drum beats keep your heart pumping, even mm-hmm. when you're in the same room for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. There are there are several, uh, one, two, at least three scenes I can think of that are 10 minutes long, mm-hmm. and they are all in the jazz rehearsal room, mm-hmm. the jazz band rehearsal room. Um, well, and then there's one at the at the very end. Um, but normally scenes are not that long. Five to seven minutes is average to have such long scenes, mm-hmm. slow moving moments that still make you feel like you're moving from room to room yep. is impressive. Yep. This guy's like 23 when he's directing it. That's yeah. he's going fucking places. Yeah, and to have a. a, a love interest that is not a love interest because we realize yeah. that his drumming is a love interest mm-hmm. and he's got the hate love thing going on. It's a it's a love triangle with the professor. Yeah, it truly is at that point. You know, hate triangle or whatever. <laughs> it's it a is. love triangle. It's, 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 it's a it's love triangle. Kind of a parallel parallel yeah, universe, a parallel plot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think a lot could be said about that. I mean, it's it's a different thing, especially in 2014. Mm-hmm. You're not looking at these films like that man you know mm-hmm. these are i think it's ahead of its time or behind its time like you said casablanca it makes it, it's definitely timeless <laughs> but, in that way um i and i think you you expect the movie to end after jk simmons is kicked out of the school mm-hmm. because you, it seems like all of our threads have been wrapped up this kid's gonna you know, step away from drumming because it's ruining his mental health. This professor is no longer able to abuse people. And we have this surprising climax to the third act because realistically, you could say that the third act begins with that scene in the jazz bar. Yeah. And it culminates at the final performance, obviously. Mm -hmm. But you could have ended the movie. In the jazz bar. Yeah. That's all you really need. Right there, I think that it elevates. could have been. It does, and it keeps yeah. going. Um, it just, it's it's one of those, one of those movies. It just keeps mm-hmm. on going. It's like the Energizer Bunny, but I, I think that the narration behind that as well. Uh, I agree. I think he was narrating by those mm-hmm. cut scenes to him in the in the, in the the closet room or whatever. I think he, yes. he, the, he yes. is the narrator only because of that. He, his, his beat never stops beating. Mm-hmm. You know, and for him, it's narration without words, and it's fucking brilliant in that way. You're absolutely right because it's it's not necessarily. And then when I was 21, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I got into a fist fight with my professor and got kicked out of band. No, it's it's he he's narrating through expression Mm -hmm. more than anything else. So that's why, like, if you really go back and watch this movie and count his lines, he doesn't have as many as you think. It, it, masterfully done. Masterfully yeah. done. I agree. I agree. It's almost like a timeline. His timeline or how many bandages he has on his knuckles. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's a, really good, that's a really good point. That, we, you like to think that it's only within one year, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably close to what it's going on because I'd say so. After yeah. he's a freshman, after you build those calluses, you're not, sometimes you'll bleed more, but mm-hmm. you know, but you get a little more, more refined, yeah. you know? So, well, I would like to point out, um, so another inside baseball moment, inside composing moment um so they call him a first year for a reason so he's essentially training at a conservatory Mm -hmm. now programs at conservatories bless your soul pardon me little pocky pocky episode (laughs) you get to live oh wait that's the next movie Uh, um so (laughs) so this (laughs) He's at a conservatory, so these programs are anywhere from three to six years. So he's a he's a first year jazz musician on a scholarship, essentially, is what he's got. Schaefer, I think they say the name of the mm-hmm. school. Yeah. Uh, Schaefer, Scheffler, mm-hmm. something like that. It's it's a school I hadn't heard of, but the way conservatories work is you don't have a traditional study course. Mm-hmm. It's just like this will probably take you three mm-hmm. years. This will probably take you six years, and you don't wind up with an actual degree. You're just like yeah. I graduated. Yeah. <laughs> like you just get the honor of saying 
I completed the course. Yeah, I, here's your wings. You don't have like you don't have <laughs> yeah, like a bachelor's like a job in, set up. Yeah, yeah or, you don't have a bachelor's yeah. in drumming under J.K. Simmons. But you no, just have everyone a knows you because of this, and it is one of the most powerful certificates in all of music. Yeah. But that's how it's kind of downplayed when he's at that dinner scene with his family, and they're in you know AAA. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. D three football. D three football. Sorry, yeah. D three football. And it's like that's kind of how it's looked at. You know what I mean? It's like. JK says it at towards the end. He's like, you know, I want you to play with my my group. It's a pro group, mm-hmm. and then he, they go to like the, the the whatever that show to get noticed. Yeah, yeah. He's like, these are some of the best mu- jazz musicians in New York, which means these, these are, are some the of the best jazz music. musicians in the world. In the world. Yeah, and that's yeah. like well, you go to college there, mm-hmm. you go to New New Orleans as a jazz music. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's what you're trying to get out of it, and it's yeah. not always a direct relationship from school to a job. Mm-hmm. Internship, right? Through you know right. what I yeah. mean, like yep, yep. you know yeah. that first and foremost. Well, and it's it's like you never you never hear anybody say, "Oh yeah, I've got my masters from Juilliard." All they have to say is, "I went to Juilliard." Yeah, like our boy Alan Tudyk, he <laughs> yeah. he went to Juilliard, yeah, and he's in it fart shows. Noises. Yeah. It shows. <laughs> like all you have to do is drop the name of the place where you were taught, and they know that partly because professors like this are real, and they push you to your fucking limits and beyond. You know, and I went to Juilliard. Dot <coughs> edu and downloaded their syllabus. Yeah. Learned how to fight, bro. It's there's there's just something about that the the credentials there. It's it's a it's a pedigree in a way. Yeah, you're totally yeah, right. Yeah. And it, it in the music it's world, it, it yeah. makes you untouchable. Mm-hmm. You know, they assume you're great until you prove otherwise. Whereas without that credential behind you, yep. without that name behind you, you're not You're shit. terrible until you prove yep. otherwise. Yep. Like, and he walked up the stage throat. being terrible. Mm-hmm. So these people notice they're not yeah. going to forget. So they, he knew they weren't going to forget, walked his ass back on stage mm-hmm. and shoved it in, in, his, in, well, in his professor's eyes and in the world to come. It's and a I love, triumph moment. Yeah, I love that moment because any other, almost any other director would have replayed the audio of him saying he never would have quit. Mm. While he's hugging his dad, mm-hmm. he let yeah. us assume it. Yeah. Us like trusting the intelligence of your audience is another thing this film that's does true, really well. Man, that's really yeah. true. Doesn't yeah. it gives plan might, payoff? I might put that past. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even realize that until yeah. you said that. No, that's like very that. true. Yeah, it, it holds true in every sense of the way. That's why I said it's, it's honest mm-hmm. the whole time. I'm not even thinking that from a musician standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking about seven four timing. Right. And it's like no, he's it's. Yeah, really holding true to every aspect. Of yeah. This. yeah, and he he trusts that the audience is going to be able to keep up, which yeah. is not something that's very common in film these it days. It might not be your tempo, you know. Not not quite my tempo. Not fucking quite. <laughs> no. I I have to give him some sort of grace mm-hmm. for for being like that the first two or three times. I think it's three times with everybody. Not, oh, not quite, not quite. Yeah, you know that's when, how he's really developing develop yeah. himself as the bad guy. He <laughs> so the first three times that Neiman gets it wrong, he's like, "Not, not quite. We're gonna try it again. It's okay. It's, mm. it's fine. It's fine." Again, not quite my temp. Are you ready? Are you ready? Not all right. And then he throws a fucking chair. <laughs> so like he goes from zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> like, Why do you suppose I just hurled a chair at your head, Neiman? <laughs> However. If you just get it right, just do it right the first time. Right. So fucking around. <laughs> okay, and this is a you can tell I have thrived in some abusive moments because I'm like, this is fine, this is normal, this is how people treat people. That's but exactly like, my point. <laughs> <laughs> like, I almost have to agree with him. And I almost have to be okay with it. It's like, yeah, like these are the best of the best. You have to push the best yeah. further than you push the rest. That's my campaign slogan. Push the best more than the rest. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway. But, yeah, don't, you don't got to throw a chair at them. Right. Yeah. Right. The the degree with which you push them, or the degree to, degree of the violence doesn't have to be there. But the pushing, the force behind you has to be there. Like, I used to do shit in, in, in class just to spite my professors. And I'm learning, like, they probably did that shit on purpose. Mm-hmm. They knew what kind of student I was. They knew that, like... I'm not going to say I was amazing at any of this, mm-hmm. but I was good enough that I wouldn't do any homework yeah. and I'd still pass. You know, I'd still, I've had I'd some still coaches, get too, that said if the, when I stopped talking to you, that's when you, mm-hmm. you should know that you're not worth yeah. my time. Yeah. When I'm bitching at you to do better, it's it's because I know you can. Yeah. You know? I had I had a, I had, I had two very influential professors in my life. The first was Dr. Gross, um, and I still hate him with every ounce of my being. <laughs> 
because he pushed me like this, not to this degree. He wasn't throwing shit at me. He wasn't hitting me. He was just very like, you're never going to go anywhere if you keep doing what you're doing. Like you, you give and I'm like, what? I'm, I'm giving you passing material. I have an A in this class. I don't know what you want from me. He's like, I want everything you got and you're not giving it to me. I'm like, well, I'm 19. I'm not going to give you everything. And then I had my voice professor who, who probably put it the best. He goes, you know what? If I were 15 years younger, we'd probably start a band together. But I'm your professor today, so I get to tell you that I don't care if you're passing this class. I'll fail you if you don't try harder. And I'm still friends with Doc Jones. Like, my, my voice professor, I love that dude. Doc Jones? Doc Jones. Doc, Doc just, Jones? Like the, just like the Aqua song. Dr. Jones? Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. <laughs> but yeah. So, like, uh, in the artistic world and in, 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 in certain circles, I think this is acceptable to a degree. Two way because I want to be great. Exactly. This is how you make greatness. I mean, trees trees grow tall because of the wind. You know, you you you, you have to literally light a sword on fire before you can shape it. That's exactly my point. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, cram it! Great movie. Oh yeah. Um, I've I've dominated this one, boys. It's okay. Lay lay your thoughts on the table. Uh, Any, anything? I, I have. I feel like I feel like I talked over you. I apologize for that to the audience. <laughs> oh, Never you apologize. Yeah, right. <laughs> Never apologize. You're that a winner. Another, that was another thing my 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 voice professor told me is <laughs> never apologize to your audience. Who, Never apologize. Who, to who compared the pace to Casanova? Casanova. Your. Because <laughs> I, I compare the pace to fucking anger management. When I watch this movie, my stress just raises more and more. And it's like Jack Nicholson or, or J.K. It's like, all right, man. Like I feel pretty. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so pretty. <laughs> that's that's kind of like the stress level it gives me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But looking back at the amount of time they had to record this, mm-hmm. right? The the three million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like the lowest thing we've ever covered, which is like yeah. which is a billion dollars yeah. for Damien. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. it for, for what he submitted to, to, to Sundance. It's yeah. like knowing that stress level that that amount of money, it's like three actors, three sets, and the amount in ten weeks filming this whole whole movie, mm-hmm. and for it to win, win three Academy Awards, mm-hmm. and like I mean, dozens and dozens of awards throughout other festivals. Yeah, you know I mean that's like what we want to yeah. talk about most notable, but um, it's 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 less stressful knowing all that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's more honest. It's mm-hmm. more like you. The, the best part about music, jazz, blues, any of that, is like putting yourself in these musicians' shoes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? All this music comes from a place. Yeah. It's similar to maybe this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's, I think yeah. for, for that, it's honest. And I've watched it in a whole different light this time. I love it. Yeah, love it. absolutely. I, I think, I think uh, the majority of art comes from pressure. You know, you get diamonds because of pressure and you get art the same yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I think. I think this movie definitely shows that because you can see the pressure that the director went through in his young life in order to come up with this story. And, uh, you know, that said, I think we have arrived at our final segment. We have arrived at the taco ratings. I've had tacos every Tuesday. Like, <laughs> past like three months. I don't, yeah. yeah. I today too, so I'm ready. This is the part of the show where we rate this movie out of 100 tacos because tomatoes were already taken and... Rotten we tacos. Are, we are sponsored by Tacos Tacos Tacos, an imaginary taco taco stand with a dimensional rift. If you listen back far enough. Mm. That said, Grego, out of your 100 Tacos Tacos Tacos, Ooh. how would you rate this? So, like we talked about um, timing and how they were able to put forth a great film with the time they had. Mm-hmm. I can't rate this film just by judging their timing flaws or this, that, and the other. I can, however, judge it how I saw it. Mm-hmm. This movie is gold. I think that it. I'm I'm a I'm a players guy. I got mm-hmm. characters, and having two characters in a movie almost sounds like a kind Risk. of a fuck it moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, like well, we're just gonna do this. Uh, but it worked for them. It wasn't a it wasn't a romance. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a bromance. It was straightforward. Mm-hmm. Tip to tip, dick to dick, no kind man's. of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no yeah seriously. Um, so I think. I have drawbacks on that and respect towards that as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to put this movie in an 82. 
Okay. Um, okay. I think everything said, I mean, if maybe they've gave it some more time, they could add more characters or, or if the movie really needed more characters. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of questions that I have unanswered and not just by the cliffhanger at the end of the movie yeah. that was sort of there. So that's yeah, 80, 80, did it say 82? 82. Master of the mix. Uh, I will say uh, again, I'll try to hit Greg's standpoint, not knowing any of that outside opinion, not a musician, two characters. You get two bad guys. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's better than two good guys. Like yeah. if you're going to have oh, yeah. really, if you're going to have two, like two characters in the movie and we can see your talk for almost an hour now about how they're both like bad guys and yeah. how that plays into this, like amazing roles for both mm-hmm. of them. I'm giving it, I'm giving it 88. Okay. 88. Yeah. I'm going up there. 88. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I am going to agree with Shasti and give this an 88. Um, it's almost an 89. It's just kind of, it's pushing, pushing on it. Um, I would say the pacing of this film is fantastic. I'd agree uh, the cinematography, despite not being flashy is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, mirroring of the characters, young and old, um, and the the honesty and the the reality of this film uh, definitely put it in almost an elite category. Um, it's probably one of the best films that's been made in the last ten years. Yeah, I expect you guys um, votes for sure. It's it's oh, yeah. up there, and it it deserves to be on. You know, I I think I think. It's been on the the top 500 list. Dang. Yeah, I I can see it. I can see it. I'm I'm pretty sure it's in the top 500 lists like across the board. It makes you angry. It makes you sad. It makes you mm-hmm. happy at Brings the end. Brings up a lot of emotions. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It runs the gamut. <laughs> it's uh it's a great film, and I I give it an 88. So I think on average, let's see, 88, 88, and 82, we probably average an 86 and a half. So. Yeah. Uh, that said, it's time for the fun stuff. If you made it all the way to this point in the video or the podcast, we love you and we appreciate you. And we give you an audio high five right there. Thank you for the sound effect, Grego. If you did like this, you can find more content just like this on our uh, podcast or on our YouTube channel. Uh, Sippable Opinions. We recently changed the name. Um, There you'll get... uh, more of our cocktail cinema podcast. We also do one called the Sip or the Suburbanite Insight podcast, where we just we pick a topic and we just kind of dig into it a little bit. You'll also get uh, Grego's starring role with uh, the Fozcast. Yeah, we do a little bit of something on the Fozcast. Interview some uniquely qualified individuals, and we got some other stuff coming too. Um, director's cut. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of that project. I think it's going to be a big hit. Stay tuned. Uh, glad to be here with you guys tonight. Whiplash is a damn good movie, and absolutely, absolutely. Um, so on behalf of everybody here at Sippable Opinions, I'd like to thank the master of the mix. Pleasure. I'd As like always. to thank the Foz Man, and I'd like to thank you, dear listener, because I know you just liked, subscribed, and got the notifications. And we'd like to say goodbye. Uh, sorry, I asked I why you stopped playing and your version of an answer was to turn into a wind-up monkey. <laughs>